Hey, I'm Mondo Fresco, and welcome to Mondo and Friends, presented by Verizon. Today, I am with one of my favorite actresses in the world. You better stop. What the? All the way from East L.A. to Hollywood. You like that intro? You're good. Oh, he knew how to butter me up. Flattery will get you everywhere. Annie Gonzalez, how are you? I'm good. It's... It's very exciting to have you here. I want to let you know uh, I'm a big fan of of yours. I'm a big fan of of what you of what you stand for. Uh, I love the show, Hentified. Thank you. And I mean it. I really feel it. Can you tell? I'm just looking at you like, baby. If I could, I'm hugging you right now. Hug, like, hug, <laughs> hug through the plexiglass here. How are you? I'm really, really great. That's amazing. I'm feeling real good. These. How are you? I'm I'm doing well. You know the the pandemic has been challenging. Uh-huh. Um, I I we were you know outside of our our Hubwave HQ offices for months, uh-huh. and um, I was just ready to get back. You know, and and now that we're we're back and we're shooting and and we're doing you know Mondo and friends and um, I'm sitting in front of you. Life is life is a lot better now. Yeah. We're still in a pandemic. Definitely. But things have, I mean, you, the thing, the, what I, what I told myself was this is going to continue. You got to like learn to live with it. Right. How has, how has it been for you? I'm so used to being on the go and being busy that this forced me to look at my life through the perspective of what am I doing that's productive towards the life that I want to live in the future and what has kind of just been static and noise that I've kept there out of fear of listening to what I want in the future. So this has been, and I know I'm very privileged and so grateful for that, that that I've had the space and the time and, you know, the love supporting me to be able to move through that journey. What has been your biggest lesson throughout these X amount of months now? My big lesson? Damn, okay, you're just going deep off yeah, the bat. Yeah, like, I damn, mean, we, I'm we, all we're going there. Okay. I mean. Let's go there. <laughs> so like a lot of y'all, I had to move back in with my mom. Because where I was living, I was living in a place that was just like ridiculous amount of rent because, you know, I thought I was like, oh, she's doing it. She on a Netflix show. Like she's going to get something else right after this in the pandemic hit. And I was like, oh, Oh. snap. (laughs) What? I was like, it's so hard to buy food and pay for things. Mommy, can I come back? (laughs) And after years of being like, F you, mom, I'm never coming back here. Like, boo, boo, boo. And then I was like, you got a spare room. (laughs) So I moved back in there. And this whole time has really helped me heal the relationship with both of my parents. Wow. And find understanding and grace and so that we can move forward with where we're at now as all being adults instead of just going back to the pain of your childhood and never reconciling it because, you, you know, when you're far away, you're like, cool, I'm gone. Yeah, that's my mom. I'll see her on holidays. I'll see them on whatever. My dad, that's but you're not going to do the work if you don't have to. And yeah. not the world was like, <laughs> clear it up because you got other shit you got to worry about. You need to be clear here first with your foundation so that you can build and help other people's with theirs. Yeah. How how, how long were you uh, away from home? Um, about seven years. And going back, was it how how was that feeling? Because if I before you even answer that, because for 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 me, I had a I had a a moment like that, and I was like, 
man, like my, oh, like I kind of, because of more, more so my dad, because, you know, I, I, I left, you know, thinking, man, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. I ain't coming back. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my pride is, was the toughest part about me returning home um, when I did. Yep. Uh, So how, how was it? How was that for you? Sheesh, I realized I it was a great humbling experience and thus allowed me to forgive and have more perspective for who my parents are as people versus you're my mom. You're supposed to do X, Y, Z. It's like, yeah, but when you're a human in your own skin and, you know, we do some messed up to the people we love because we feel messed up on the inside. Yeah. So this it was definitely a humbling experience. And one thing I'm always working towards, I've been in therapy for a while. I talk about it a lot. I think mental health is very important. I don't think it's talked about enough in the Latinx community. So that's something. So for me, it was a big testament to, did you do your therapy in vain? Like, no, show up and be 100% of who, of who you, be a reflection for the people you love, you yeah. know? So it did. It was a humbling experience, but I'm so grateful because the love and the respect more than anything now that I have for both of my parents, even for the mistakes they made, is showing me like, that's possible for me too. So anytime I'm like, I would never do that. I'm like, watch yourself, girl. Like you are completely capable of that thing that you are trying to slander right now. So it, it's done a lot for me and I'm super grateful. Generational traumas. Oh, whew, child. Yeah. You're... you're in you're making these 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 big leaps you yourself by what you're telling me to to break those how how difficult is that or it's how as, easy it's as difficult as you want it to be and it's, it's it's as easy as you want it to be me and my mom got into something this morning where i hurt her feelings because i set a boundary oh i probably shouldn't be saying this right now <laughs> oh well it's okay and 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 you know it is what it is and we talked and she explained to me what her perspective was and I was like dang so now through therapy I've been able to understand both like I'm not right I'm just because this feels good to me doesn't make it right like it's the end all be all of what is correct it's correct for me at the moment mm-hmm. and what and how she feels is correct for her at the moment so even through the conflict I understand that maybe in that moment it's not easy, but living with this like ambiguous animosity with someone that nobody wants to talk about is so much worse. I'd rather dig in the mud and clear it out and get the sewage and do the pipes work for a couple months or whatever than it being like, well, for the rest of our lives, let's just step over this thing. Yeah. You know? So um, I, I don't know, but I love it. I'm such a like what am I feeling today? Like my aura, like, that's me like all the time. And half of my friends are like, girl, you are exhausting. I'm like, I know, I'm sorry. I think it's a, it's a beautiful thing though. And okay, so I'm a, a mental health advocate myself. Um, I, 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 uh, I do therapy, mental health therapy. Um, I'm all about, I'm all about like breaking, you know, generational traumas, um, and and similar to um, I was laughing when you were saying uh, you know how you're in your your yourself and your spirit and you're like how do I feel today right that's 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 how I and I feel like one as a as a dude it's like oh that's weird right as as a as a Latino male 
um, we don't talk about that enough, you know, and, and, you know, my guys here, you know, behind the scenes, they know all about that. We talk about it all the time, mm. um, you know, just to be in a good place uh, mentally, because that stigma is something that that we should break in in our Latino culture. Yeah. How do we do that? In brown and black culture. Yeah. Yeah. I think we continue to talk about it. I think beautiful men like yourself who aren't afraid to express their feelings or not even just admit that you have them yeah. is such a big feat. You saying right now in front of a bunch of people like, hey, I go to therapy and yeah. not because I'm crazy. And even if it was because you're crazy, we're all <laughs> crazy, right? I just think, a little bit. Just a little, little bit. bit. Okay. I think that's... It makes that's things it, fun, you know? <laughs> add a little sasson, you know? <laughs> no, hell yeah. I think that's so awesome. Like, yeah. I, I love that. I'm such an advocate for self-change and exploration. Because I'm sure you going to therapy, it wasn't always like my mom did this to me or so-and-so or my dad or this and that. Some, a lot of it was like, oh, I've been doing this to myself. What in the world? Like, yeah. It's, yeah. But it's, it's more so about yourself. Always, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's self-growth. It's like, how do you, how do you just, how, how do you improve on yourself? And th that's something that I'm all about is just self-improvement. Mm. And I... You know, for a long time, even before I, I was doing therapy, I was an advocate of it. But I thought I can't just be all about it and support it and say that it's a good thing if I'm not doing it myself. Mm. Um, so I started doing it. And uh, honestly, Annie, it's one of the the, the most eye opening mm. things I've ever done in my life. Um, and it's 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 not just for me. It's like to make people around me better. You know, it's like you said, like you having those like I now sort of live for awkward conversations <laughs> because it makes the relationship stronger. Mondo, I think you're right. This is Mondo and Friends. And yeah. I'm sorry that I said <laughs> otherwise. OK, <laughs> you are involved and I am not. And therapy has taught me that I can right my wrongs. OK, you're welcome. <laughs> At first, when we, before we started recording, Annie was like, oh, I'm Mondo and Friends. I think it's more like Mondo and Acquaintances. <laughs> I'm telling, see, therapy don't make you perfect, y'all. I'm a little brass sometimes, okay? But we trying out here in these streets, and that's what counts. <laughs> I, I, so, you know, again, just starting off, you know, having this conversation, I, I thank you for that and being open to talking about that. Yeah. Um, you know, what do you, what, what have you gained the most you know just being self-aware um you know practicing do you do you like do you do like mindfulness or mm -hmm. like meditate or anything like that mm -hmm. um i have like a little routine that i try and implement every day wake up really early i go do my workout i write in my journal and i meditate on it it's been so helpful what is what is for someone that doesn't do that what does that do for you It grounds me before the day grounds me so that I'm not reacting. I'm responding from a centered place because I'm a moody person. I'm not someone that's necessarily easy to get along with because I am, I, I go like this a lot. We're artists, you know, anybody who's in a creative field, there's always something. And because, and if you are creative, most more likely than not, you're very empathetic and you have high um what's it called not empathetic it's um I don't know you take on people's energy 
Mm. It's not empathetic. That's not the word that I'm looking for. Why can't I think of it right now? It doesn't matter. Anyway. But see, I'm a big energy person too. Energy is is everything. Like we got to be careful who who we give our energy to. Uh Um, And and who we're getting it from too, right? Because if someone's like just not giving you good vibes, a lot of people don't know when to kind of step away. Uh-huh. Um, I think we're taught like in the culture, like you love someone, you you better stand by them. And it's like, I love you so much that we are both toxic for each other. I got to say bye. I had to do that recently with the relationship. Me were in like, I was like, oh my God, we're, this is so romantic. Everything is perfect. But our blowouts would be like super toxic. And I was like, yeah, this isn't love. And if I really love you, it's not about me trying to work on this with you right now. We got to work separately because when we come together, it's like oil and water. Mm. It's not working. But I think that's a bigger test. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you're, you're, you're right. I want to I want to <laughs> talk about we're like all deep in the combo already. I, I want to talk about going deep, like as in like back to when. You first started getting that that itch for for being a uh, a creative for for being an actor, you know, getting into like how did that come about? Uh, since I was a little girl, my origin story starts. Um, <laughs> my dad is a performer. My mom was a performer as well. Um, what, what type of uh, performer? So my dad was an actor that Chiquillo, like he did movies in Mexico and my whole dad's side of the family, they're all performers. I don't know if you wow. ever heard of the band Quetzal. Yeah. 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 So that's my tia, my dad and my tío's band. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I come from like a lineage of performers and I wasn't really raised with my dad's side of the family, which is even more interesting that I just was like, no, this is in my blood. Like I've always known what I wanted to do. I'm very grateful that that is... I think it was something predestined that I understand even me sitting here right now with the visibility that I'm able to have mm-hmm. has nothing to do with me. It's something bigger than me for wow. whatever reason, but I'm grateful and I'm going to try and keep my head down and do what I do. But since I was a little girl, I always want to do it. When we say Verizon Te Damas, we mean it. La red más premiada ahora incluye Disney Plus, Hulu e ESPN Plus. Todos pueden tener lo que quieren sin pagar de más. Y todo desde $35 por línea. The network more people rely on te da más. Cámbiate a Verizon. Uh, so I always ask this question and I feel like um, yeah, I, I sort of know where, where you're going to go with it. From uh, Okay, so the question is, how did your parents react when you told them that you wanted to do this full time and for me my parents were not in in the entertainment business i had no one in radio or in tv Mm -hmm. so for me it was looked at me like what they wanted me to take a like a more traditional safer yeah route um it took me uh, years annie for my parents to like understand what i wanted to do Mm -hmm. um and i feel like i i I like asking that question because it's it it, it differs from from person to person Mm -hmm. how was that for you um, I was going to school at ELAC. ELAC? ELAC. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was my dad, because he was so heavily in it and mm. the way that it had affected him at the time, he wasn't really supportive. He wanted me to be a doctor. He was. He grew up a performer and an actor and, you know, they didn't have the laws like they did now that when I was a kid and acting, you know, so he was kind of not about it. 
for a little bit. But my mom was like, all right, you want to stop going to ELAC and going to school because you want to do this? Like, I support you. I believe in you. But then start doing the work. Go take class. Go take an acting class. Go take a singing class. Go take a dance class. If you're going to do it, do it. Don't just be another, like, you know, I want to act and, like, wait for the dreams to come. Do the work. And I was like, sis, you right. But she supported me since I, like, she... Oh, wow, I've never said this, and I might get a little emotional. Damn, I love that woman. She believed in me so hard when I couldn't see it for myself. Since I was a little girl would tell me, you're going to do, you're going to be an Oscar winner. You're going to do X, Y, Z. And, and I wouldn't say this because you're my kid. She's like, I'd tell you if you suck. And she would. <laughs> but she's like, she's like, but you got it. And work at it. That woman pushed me hard, and she's why I'm here today. Wow. Yeah, I got a lot of support from her. I'm so grateful. That's, that's a beautiful thing. Thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, with your first gig that, that you felt like, all right, I'm, I'm doing it now. You know, it's happening. When, when was that, that, that point for you? Uh, it was around the time that I had done Vida. So right before that, and they, you know, they were like little parts that no one on the street would ever know me for, but I felt the momentum of myself getting more comfortable occupying those spaces that used to feel like they were so far away from me. Um, still had imposter syndrome, like a mother effer, even on Hentified. Would go into my trailer after every scene and cry. Like, why am I here? Why, like, it's, you know, like still had it up until like last year. Wow. Yeah. Why is that? Why do you think that is? I think us as humans, we make it about us and think that we're in control and we're in charge. So then it's my ego that thinks I don't deserve it. It's my ego because it because my ego thinks it's in control. My ego thinks I did this. I potentified. I, I did the work that allotted me the opportunity for them to see that I was good enough to be able to tell the story. But it's not me. That's the universe. That's everything worked in its perfect timing to compile together and be like, this is perfect. You are perfect because you are a part of this, but you are not perfect. You mm. are flawed. And that's beautiful. Be flawed. Have humility. Be humbled. Never be surprised. Keep your eye on the prize. Like my mom said, do the work. Just do the work. Just shut up and do the work. Then you'll never feel bad. You talk about your, your ego. So is, is your ego like humbling you or is it kind of making you like, I don't even know if this is the word, like grandiose seeing you, No, you think? I, I keep my higher self and my ego both right here. They're my best friends because the second I feel like I lost either one of them, I get too involved with either of them. I got to keep my ego right here to be like, hey, chill out. Like, I'm still an only child and a performer. That ego turns on and quick. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And the second that I try and tell myself it doesn't yeah. is the second that, like, oh, you're being a little Danny. And I'm like, my bad. That's over now. But I think that shit is real. I think most people want to be like, I am ego. You know, like, I, I think it's there's a healthy amount of ego because 
I'm in, in this industry, as we're moving forward, it's like, we're the only ones pumping ourselves up. You know what I mean? Like when you're alone and you're doing the work, like when you guys are thinking about how am I going to create this podcast? What's it going to be called? How do I did it? A lot of it is y'all by yourselves. Like I can do it because everyone else has told you, are you sure? Yeah. No, you're this. Did it right? So you have to kind of be like, no, nah, I'm a bad, I'm a bad, but I have to realize I'm a bad. Not because it's me. There's something so much greater that decided to pour into me. And so you know what? Any information, any beauty, any talent, any whatever that you see in me, it's yeah. only because you possess it. You're connected to the whole source energy. So all this, it ain't mine. But thank you for letting me borrow it. And I will try and share it with as many people as possible. Wow. That's, it's kind of that's deep. <laughs> for for real it, it's deep and and, and it, it made me think about um for me personally a lot of the things that that I do a lot of my accomplishments and things that I've been successful in they don't live in 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 my my mind for long because I'm always thinking about the next thing and um I'm always thinking okay that was great but we, you want to get something bigger, something, you know, what's the next thing? And, um, and, and that has to do with also with like self-doubt, I think sometimes, you know, because it's like, you know, like you, you can, I don't know if you gave me like, you know, a, a billion dollars right now, I would probably be thinking, you know, like, okay, how can I get another billion uh, instead of like, enjoying this moment right do you think that you're happy like you're able to enjoy the like moments that you've gotten that you've been waiting for i think that what makes me man this is we're having we're going there uh <laughs> you started it <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> i think what what makes me uh what makes me happy are are the little things <sighs> family close friends, you know, these guys here having like creating mm. what I think or what I thought would make me happy isn't what makes me the happiest, yeah. right? So you think like, you know, I don't know, you know, success or money or whatever. No, like it's, a, it's the little things for me. And, and it, and it took, you getting success, money, and everything to realize like, oh, these are external things that I thought I needed. Right. Right? Right. But that's beautiful. And that's a beautiful, and it's easier said now because you got the, you got, you're doing fine financial, like you got the clout, you got the, you know, that these things that you've been looking for, but it's, it's, I wish that was something more taught when we were younger too, you know, like what, what makes you happy, mijo? Like what makes, like what makes you feel good? That's a big question. Yeah, but that's that's the type of conversations that that we're gonna have with you know future generations and yeah. and you know I hope with my future kids. Um, and like we know, the first thing we talked about was like generational trauma and breaking certain mm -hmm. you know habits. You're right. We we didn't we we weren't told or asked like you know how are you how are you how, you know how are you feeling today? It's okay to cry. Come on, as a kid. As a as a, as a as a boy, growing even more so, no llores, right? Yeah. Los, los niños no lloran. Mm -hmm. Boys don't cry. Yep. And and what do you, what do we do? We like we like keep it in. We keep it in. 
Um, I'm not going to say who. I have a family member that's very close to me. Um, very, very close to me. And, you know, I love him to death. He bottles everything in mm. because that's how we were, were raised mm. for the most part. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure not everyone, but it's very common to, to, to hear that growing up, mm-hmm. in, you know, as in, in a Latino household. Hey, los niños no chilles. No, los niños no lloran. And it's like we grew up with that, that thinking that. Um, and you have to break that that mentality, that way, that way of thinking, that way of us being taught. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Have you experienced? Oh, of course. Oh my God. Yes. How? But how is it? For, you know, I, I, that's the guy perspective. How is it? Or how was it for you? A lot of my experience has been, well, you had it better than I did, or you know, this this type of. And I, my thing lately has been, yes, but everything is relative to the situation. And what I had to realize was, like, our parents were in survival mode. Yeah. They didn't have access to the information that we have today. Like, even this podcast might be a catalyst for someone to be like, you know what? Mondo and Annie were throwing some bars. Maybe I will look into a therapist. Maybe it's not that weird. Maybe I should talk to someone. Maybe I'll start journaling. But they didn't have access, information, or someone that looked like them that said, mijo, it's okay to cry. Oh, man. A lot of my, when I would come to my, to anybody I loved with something, it was met with, well, there are people that are starving and dying. So, and I'm like, totally for sure but like <laughs> i'm sad right here right now and like i just need you to listen like that's yeah. it but it was it's tough i i'm yeah it's tough but i i think i think that we're making big changes just with access to information and there's even brown writers and therapists that we can learn from that understand our experience because a lot of those spaces at least the mental health space had been whitewashed mm. Wow. And it's so funny because a lot of those practices prior were our practices that we've just been so erased in via colonization. Mm -hmm. But until we acknowledge that we've been colonized and until we acknowledge a lot of these things, it's going to be a little bit step by step to make the changes, you know? I want to go into... The very popular show. What do you mean? <laughs> called Hentified uh, on Netflix. Uh, I'm ready for season two, by the way. Me too. Talk to me about Hentified. How did that happen? How did that come about? Was it a call? Was it an email? Was it someone you know, sliding your DMs? Like how, how did that come about? Um, yes. So known Linda. Since I was 19, did a pilot with her. They had the breakdown out the first time. They had reached out to me to audition. I don't, I don't know. I was dumb and not ready to like do the work yet. So that this was like way before, right? Then when this last breakdown came out, I'm a firm believer. I never want to use the people that I know to get me work. I'm always like, if I'm getting it, I want to get it based off my own merit. Like I did the work, right? Luckily, went in, auditioned originally for Anna, the artist. And they were like, dang, like, it's not working. They're like, maybe Lydia. Like, we'll see. She kind of has some of that protective energy. Like, let's see what it's about. 
went in, I auditioned and did like four to five callbacks because when you are not used to seeing grounded brown actors in front of you, it almost feels like they're not doing anything. When you're used to seeing people of color campy, all you want them is as campy. I, this is my assumption because it's very rare that we get to see brown and black faces without doing like, without being like, I don't know, or like and turning it on, you know, it's, it's just not, Oh man. but the way they wrote Hentified, it wasn't like that. They wrote it grounded as hell. And so, so, you know, so anyway, they advocated for me so hard and that's how I got it. Wow. So grateful for Marvin and Linda, man. And I'm, I'm grateful they saw something in me that I was able to deliver. Hopefully, hopefully y'all saw that too. When we say Verizon te da más, we mean it. La red más premiada ahora incluye Disney Plus, Hulu e ESPN Plus. Todos pueden tener lo que quieren sin pagar de más. Y todo desde 35 dólares por línea. The network more people rely on te da más. Cámbiate a Verizon. I, I, I love your, your character on the show. Uh, it's, it's very, it's very empowering. Um, it's she's very confident she's she's she got a lot of personality um how much of that character do you feel is 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 yourself i think everything i play is definitely a piece of me because i don't you know but i i think a lot i mean i i've now i try to embody more of her groundedness and her grace and and her strength within her grace that 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 Lydia had I she taught me a lot and I found a lot of healing through that role I'm so grateful for that yeah I try and take her with me everywhere I go because she bothers me yo sidebar I, I saw you uh the, that post you made the other day yeah the message you sent to your your friend <laughs> yeah um probably gonna have to bleep it all but can what were you doing in it I was, For those that didn't, you, you were like, I was, you're gonna you have to singing. bleep it. Yeah, I was singing. Do you, <laughs> oh my, do you, do you, do you mind sharing with, with, uh, with, with us here? I was just like feeling myself, right? And whenever I do, I feel like I'm from the East Coast. And I was like, use a fing store. Use a store. You and you and you is a fing store. You a fing galaxy. And that was my video. And sing. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I thought about, and I'll probably still do it. Um, I thought about uh, reposting that because I thought like that's that's the the, the type of, of mentality to to have. You know what I'm saying? Like that's I know you sent it to a friend, but that's something that you you should you should tell yourself every morning. Yes. You know what I'm why not? Why not? Why can't I be beautiful and amazing and talented? There, there's a poem about that. Have you heard of that? No. Um, tell me. Tell me about it. I think her name is Marianne. Williamson, she wrote it. It's who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, or fabulous? Who are you not to be? By you playing small, you are not serving the world. As you let your light shine, you unconsciously allow others to do the same. Shine on, baby. Be as bright as you possibly can. What do you think is the difference between being confident and being cocky confidence lends itself to i'm awesome but you're awesome and you're awesome and you're awesome and you're awesome and you're awesome i think cocky is 
I'm awesome. Can you grab my bag? <laughs> like cocky is a whole different energy. Like I know that I'm awesome because I can see it in you. And whatever I see in you is just a mirror for who I am. Yeah. That's a pretty good definition there. <laughs> no, that, that, that's real. I, I always, I always have, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big Kanye fan. I know it's it's tough to be a Kanye fan in in 2020, right? I know, especially you know this, the old Kanye. I miss uh, the old Kanye because I miss the old Kanye. Uh, because Kanye, a lot of people see him as this like very arrogant and like cocky person. What I see is someone that is just very confident in himself, you know, and and sometimes is is self conscious. Self, yeah, self-conscious of, of, of himself, not too sure, but I feel like he, he put that, he's so, he's so driven that he pushes himself. Like you said earlier, like we have to push ourselves. And sometimes when you push yourself, people may look at you sideways like, man, this person feeling himself too much. Mm. She's, she's feeling herself a little too much, but it's like, it's okay to be confident 1000% what do you mean it's yes. a, we also have to remember so, Kanye is dealing with a mental health like he's he's bipolar so there's a lot more there too yeah that people aren't willing to explore and and a lot of the times I think in our society if they can't see a physical ailment they then they won't see an emotional one so for that I will say there's with him at least specifically there's a little more going on there it's difficult when you got it's like us right like we're, we got our own going on you're not dealing with bipolar disorder and yet and still you have a lot of things going oh, yeah. on in your head yeah that's fucking tough or i don't know if you are so i'm sorry if you are and i yeah, like, didn't I'm, acknowledge that luckily i'm not but it, it's still tough it's yeah still tough. it's still tough i think confidence is so important self-confidence self-worth self-adoration self-love so that we can recognize it when other people are giving it to us as well and we can accept it you know yeah for sure one thousand percent you know uh, earlier we talked about uh, the pandemic, um, you know, during this time, we haven't had a lot of, you know, in-person interaction. Uh, we do a lot of, you know, Zoom calls or Blue Jean calls, uh, FaceTime calls. Um, what piece of tech or what apps have you used throughout this, this time? FaceTime. I'm on FaceTime all the time, talking to all my loved ones and hanging out with people. I love FaceTime. I'm also an introvert, so I love FaceTime anyway. I'm like, please stay home and let me do my own thing. But I'll talk to you for an hour. Like, I'm the girl if you come to my house. Like, if it hits a certain time and my battery's off, I'll be like, it's time for you to go. <laughs> my mom's like, you're so rude. And I was like, is that rude or would it be more rude if I was giving you subliminal messages that I want you to leave, like sweeping under your feet? As I'm like, <laughs> like at least I'm like, hey, I love you so much. Please leave. <laughs> yeah, or, or or is it worse to to push you to the edge to where you're just like really tired and you just then start getting moody and then start giving attitude, right? And that's why I love FaceTime. Because you can just be like, bye. <laughs> you ever hang up on people like just randomly? And then be like, oh my God, I don't know, it's my service. You text <laughs> <Yeah>. back. <laughs> like, oh, it's me service, sorry. <laughs> uh, so so you have. What? Uh-uh. <laughs> Oh, what you talking about? Uh, I want to I want to talk about the 
the the next 12 months for you the next year mm. what does that look like what would you it's tough with the pandemic going on what would you like for it to to, to look like what, what would you like to do more of whether it's it's within yourself or if it's career-wise So right now, I am making my career my top priority of a relationship because I don't think I've ever felt as confident in my abilities as I, as I do right now because I'm doing the work, not because I'm special, but because I'm excited to do the work. And I'm excited to be bad at something so I can get better. So my dream would be to shoot one film this upcoming year and I want it to be a feature film major um, studio shoot a hentified shoot a series and and do more public speaking mm. and advocating for POCs like myself and just to learn more, learn more about mental health I'm getting back into therapy again today is actually my first session back in a year Nice. I'm super excited. Congrats. Congrats. But, uh, and just continue to, to pour into my family and to pour into the people that have poured into me. Give back as much as I can because now I feel like I have not only the mental capacity, but finances are getting a little easier to move through. Like, I want to I wanna be able to show all the people that have rocked with me for forever and have believed in me for so long that, like, I got you back. What's, what's, what's the update with, with, uh, with Hentify? We go back and starting to shoot in the new year. We got a second season, so yes, um, yeah. So. Uh, so were things pushed because of what happened? This year? Yeah, because of yeah, I think they were just trying to figure out like how and what we're gonna go back. You know, we're not as big of a production as other shows that we've seen. I mean, it was only our first season last year, so we're. I think they're they're like, how is this whole new protocol gonna work for everyone? Everyone involved was like, like we don't want to be the guinea pigs. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I don't know if that's what they think, but that's what I think. I got I got hooked on that show. Did you really? I did. I did. I I, I love. Okay, so earlier you talked about like stereotypes. I I went into it thinking, I hope it's not that kind of show, mm. and it's not. I watched one episode, two episodes, and then it's, I was just hooked. Annie, I was just you know watching. I, I think I watched the whole thing within like oh. Two, two, three days or something like that. Aww, um, which, which I don't really like watch a lot of, uh, I don't, I don't get to sit in front of my TV. So for me to do that within two, three days, it, it meant that I really enjoyed the show. And, uh, it, I'm really excited about like the second season. Um, why do you think people gravitate towards that show? I think they gravitated towards it cause it was honest. It was an experience that they could identify with. I think there was aspects of the stereotype, which isn't wrong because those are also a real narrative for someone. But there was also full colored characters. Like, though Eric would be deemed as like stupid cholo from the hood, like just smoking pot. Of course he got his, a baby mama, da-da-da, and he ain't doing it with her. But also like, was well read 
like he liked to read books. Yeah. He was a poet. He loved to help kids. He had a big heart. I think they showed the humanity behind the stereotype. Mm. I think that's why it resonated for some people. Yeah. And I think we understood that. And the writing team and I mean, the creators, like they just had brilliant people from start to finish, like. From the higher, from the heads up to even every extra that came on set was like a beautiful, brilliant human that understood we were co-creating something that's bigger than ourselves. I recently watched the. I'm a big fan of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I watched the reunion. Yeah, how was and that? It's 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 get your tissues ready. Really? Yeah. First things first. Rest in peace, Uncle Phil. I'll tell you that. Oh. And I watched that oh that oh reunion. And they were talking about them being in, you know, uh, being in, just being very well connected with the writers. Mm. Where if, if something was, you know, written and they were like, you know what, I, I w- we wouldn't really say this. You know, they, they, they would just scribble out and, and kind of just, um, you know, update it with what they would say, what would come off naturally. And if this was like, oh, this is like, this is way too, like, stereotypical. Like, I'm not going to say that the writers, the creators were really open, yeah. uh, you know, with that. Is is that something, like, on set or, you, you know, in, that you know of, like, in the writer's room or when you guys, like, sit around, um, you know, the, the table, the, the table read? Is that is that something that, that you see in the show? Um. I personally have never given a note like that. I thought the writing was done so well that I was like, it just fell off my tongue. Like it, I mean, they understood the area that they were talking about. Yeah. I think that's a lot of the problem sometimes when we watch certain things that were like, oh, it was good. And it was, it's just, just a little off the mark. So it's almost like it's, you know, but I think that they understood that area. They also are very loving, open people that I'm sure if someone in a respectful way were to come to them and say, hey, I don't know if this aligns with who mm. so-and-so is. Not saying they're going to take it and be like, let's change this whole thing, but I think they would be open to a conversation at least. They're, it's such a brilliant, beautiful team that I I would only sing their praises and, and assume that they would only have the best interest, not just for their actors, but for the project itself. Like everybody just wants the project to be good, you know? Mm. Because then we get more projects with our faces that are good, then we can do more projects with our faces because they'll trust, oh, yeah, they, these people can do it. Okay, sick. Like, they can hold a show. They can hold a movie. Maybe we don't have to say that they're Latinos every time to be in a movie, just like some white people. Yeah. They don't got to specify, I'm from Russia, I'm from this, I'm from that. It's like, cool, I'm just a person. I would love to just play a... A, a person. A hard person. Yeah. Yeah. And... I, and uh, are you are you seeing that more in the the entertainment world? You think? I think I am. I think it's baby steps, and I think I got. I'm I'm a firm believer on manifestation, so I see it everywhere. I do. I see it happening. I know it's gonna happen. You know, that's. I think that's even what Hentified was. We just so happened to be Latino in yeah. the show. It just was a human story. I think everybody could identify with it. That was going on in there. When we say Verizon te da más, we mean it. La red más premiada ahora incluye Disney Plus, Hulu e ESPN Plus. Todos pueden tener lo que quieren sin pagar de más. Y todo desde 35 dólares por línea. The network more people rely on te da más. Cámbiate a Verizon. Uh, with with uh, so for those that haven't watched Hentified, uh, the show is is based 
in a neighborhood that you're very familiar with. Uh, please tell us and share with, with what Hentified um, is, is about. It is about the Hentification, which is a play on words. It was coined, um, oh, I don't even remember his name, a, a, a gentleman from the area. So Hente is my people, gentrified, Hentified, your own people gentrifying a neighborhood. That's basically, it's about that and about a love story. It's basically a love letter to the hood, like romanticizing it because I think it deserves to be romanticized. It's a beautiful space. You know, with with Hentified, I uh, you get you get emotional watching the show. I'm not gonna you know spoil it for everybody, um, but it, it gets you in your feels. Did you watch back, or I know there's there's you know some actors that don't like like to watch the their what they're creating. They just create it and they just like, all right, I did it. Do you go back and and, and watch? Your performances? I do. And I like watch and watch and critique. I, that's how I kind of watch TV in general. Like I don't really watch it for enjoyment. I almost watch it to study. <laughs> it's so hard for me to watch a movie and be like, wow, that was so enjoyable. I'll be like, mm, that moment wasn't real. Or I'll be like, oh, God, let me rewind that. What did she do there? Like, like, like that's how I watch TV now. Which, But for me, I've made it fun. Like it's just fun for me now to look. <laughs> when I first watched myself on Hentified, I cried. I was like, I'm the worst actress ever. I'm like, this is horrible. <laughs> I was like, why Come did on. they cast me? Like, it was, and, then, and then, you know, I got my ego out the way and I was like, I watched it again. And I was like, is she kind of cute? It's like, I see her titties is sitting. Okay, girl, I see her. Like, <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, okay. She had a baby. Like, I see her. Like, you know, it took me a minute. But I love watching my after i like to see how i could be better mm. yeah no i i am the same way like when when i hear you know a commercial uh, you know uh, i man 15 years of of radio annie and i watched myself or i heard i would hear myself every time like if it no matter how many times it played i would turn it up if so if we're like driving and I would, you know, come on. I'd just be like, "All right, give me, hold on, let me." Okay, all right. And, and I like listen. Okay, I, I could do this better. I could, I could enunciate better. I can, you know, I could smile more, mm. right? Because you know, if you smile, you can actually hear it in in, in people's voices. You know, if I'm talking like this, Ooh, or or if I'm talking like this, it's different, yeah. right? Even a smile changes. Yeah. So, um, and the same thing with like TV, like I'm always like pausing and rewinding on social media too. I'm just, I'm sending the guys videos all the time. Like, oh, yo. Look check, at this. Check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. We don't, we don't uh, digest entertainment the same, I think. Yeah. Is, are we tainted or are we just like artsy? I think we're just like artsy and like, you know, like really love the work. You know? Yeah. I'd like to think so. I don't think we're tainted. At first, did you feel tainted? You're like, I can't enjoy anything. I feel like that at concerts. Really? I feel like that at concerts. Um, I've I've had the the blessing of of attending many shows, uh-huh. like my favorite, you know, acts and talent. You ever need a plus one? I got you. <laughs> yeah, I got you. And I've I, I've I've been, you know, watching Sometimes like, you know, great seats. And I'm just like, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I like it. I'm enjoying it. I'm vibing with it. But I think that I've been to 
to many shows that I I'm I'm always I'm a little tainted. I I, I watched Kanye once. I was like from here to the camp, from here to you nearly, right? Um, close to Kanye, and and I was just like, man, it sucks because I I know there are fans out there that would be like, their mind would be blown being this close to to a, 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 a talented artist like yeah. Ye. And and for you know for me to be like, cool, I'm like I'm vibing, but I, I'm I feel tainted at shows, and I, that's what I feel like sucks for me. Um, I don't know if that comes off weird, but like I, you just no. you're you're kind of like I don't know I want to say numb by it, but like you just you do something enough, yeah, it kind of loses its magic. You, it loses a little bit. Uh, Maybe this is your test to try and find magic in different like. Start looking at it from a different angle. See if you can find the magic there. I think after the pandemic, I'm going to enjoy shows. You know? <laughs> Definitely. You know? Oh, for sure. You're going to be like, I can be out of the house. Thank God. I don't think I'm going to take it for granted anymore. I got I got a feeling. Wow, maybe. Yeah. But I, I totally get that. You do something enough and it's hard for you to just sit in the magic of it. Maybe Any, that's the magic. In, in the, in the, the combos that, that you and I have had today, um, I, I want to know... How important would you say is representation? Obviously, you've been on the show like Hentified. It's you know representation is 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 one on one with that show. But how important would you say it is? I think it's one of the most important things because it's really difficult to become something if you've never seen it, and it's it's so empowering to see someone that looks like you, someone that comes from the spaces that you come from, living in their truth. I think it's so important. I think it's so special. I think it's the ultimate love to a society. Yeah. Who would you say that you looked up to when it came to uh, you know a, a face that you can see on the screen and say man like that could be me um Rita Moreno was a big one for me I grew up watching a bunch of old movies so and I love musical theater I sing and stuff too so watching her in West Side Story was like monumental because I've always been very like you know the term brava right like I've always been like big and boisterous and nah, I'm like look at me I sing nah. so seeing her archetype on screen unapologetically owning her womanhood essentially being a fucking feminist in the 50s in a musical with Latinos in it like that's that to me was like <sighs> Selena was a big one for me too um, and then these other ones are random. These ones are like Bette Midler and Barbra Streisand, but I just love their boisterousness and their, their just, their authenticity of just giving middle fingers to the status quo and being themselves. Yeah. Those are my people's. You know, I, I, uh, I always love music I, what what got me into into media and, and, and interviewing you know talent and music was was MTV and TRL mm. um yeah, Carson Daly um you know 
on the radio, like I I I, I listen to 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 guys like Big Boy here in Los Angeles, um, and then you you know you just follow your dreams and and I you know I was able to to connect with you know someone like Big and yeah um, you know it, it's funny you um, one of your castmates Carlos Santos uh-huh. um, Carlos I I've never met and we've worked at the same places. Um, sort of like when he's exited, I've taken his place. So he was at LA TV and he would host a, a show there. Um, I came in as he left. I took that spot when he was at MTV Tres, uh-huh. he left and I took that spot. And even before that, I would watch him. Um, on LA TV, and I was like, "Oh, that guy! He's like, he's like a cool, like funny, entertaining dude." Um, and it's just crazy how like life happens like that, right? Like, you know, I remember like you know seeing him. I was like, "Oh, he's a, he's a great host." Like, he he was host. He would host before yeah, acting. Oh yeah. Because um, this dude, he, I just remember thinking like, "Oh, he's a really talented dude." Um, and uh, the reason why I'm saying that is just you know representation matters, mm-hmm. and 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 to see, um, you know black and brown faces uh you know minorities it's important mm. it's important for for us it's important for the culture it's important for the youth yeah um and that's why i love this show with hentified because it it doesn't it, it, it's it, it's it's it, it represents the culture it inspires and motivates it also um let's allows people to be proud of where you're from mm. Mm-hmm. And you grew up in, in East LA. Mm-hmm. How was that to, to to shoot in your neighborhood, like or shoot in like you know areas that that you? That was surreal. It was awesome. It was it was especially for it to be one of my like first like big you know projects like this. Full circle. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, so awesome. It it like it reminded me how proud I was of my city. I have some rapid fire questions here. Uh, throw them at me. We call this rapid fire with Annie G. I like that. I just made that up right okay. now. We don't really call it. You're that. so good on the spot. Look at you. But, but <laughs> well, we can. We can call it that. Okay. Officially, we can. And, if, like, and now for everyone else after that, they're only going to be rapid fire with Annie G. With Annie G. Yeah. <laughs> they'll be like, but that's not my name. It's like, sorry that we made that official. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, we can't change it. That's just what like it is. That's like referee whistle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So rapid fire with Annie Gonzalez. Give it to me. You can answer as fast as you can. You can also go into detail as to why that's your answer, if you'd like. Okay. All right. Favorite Spanish word. Leva. I don't know. I love curse words. <laughs> Leva. <laughs> My dad used to say that when I was little. We'd be in the car. I was a little girl. She'd be like, stupid Leva. To some girl, like to whoever cut her off. And I'd be like, what? Leva. I like it. <laughs> Chavala. I don't know why. I love all the, like, the worst words. <laughs> uh, East LA or DTLA? East LA. Favorite Spanish song? Oh, 
<gasps> oh, this is so hard. I think La Malagueña. La Malagueña. I just like when she La Malagueña. <laughs> Beautiful song. Green or red salsa? Green. Biggest celebrity crush growing up? You guys are going to think I'm so weird. Gene Kelly. Gene Kelly? Yeah. Favorite Spanish show of all time? Favorite Spanish show? It could be a novela too. Okay. So like, didn't really watch those in Spanish. Narcos? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Narcos? <laughs> Narcos counts. Judges? Yeah. They're not going to say no now in front of me. We've been friends. <laughs> Favorite Latinx food dish? Ooh, dang, this is hard. Tacos. I'll say tacos. <laughs> <laughs> you like, like brought it up here. Because I was going to say ropa vieja, and then I was going to say like a bunch of other things. Like, y'all, I was a big girl. Like, I love to eat. You can't ask me questions about food. It's too hard. Tacos from where? Um, any little roach coach on the street. They're always good. Especially in East LA. Can't go wrong. What you mean? What's one nickname that no one knows about? Now everyone's gonna know about it. What's wrong with you? Oh my I, god! Hey, I, I I don't know. Oh I'm, I didn't make up these questions. I don't know. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, do you guys have to bleep every time I curse? Um, this is gonna be such a. No one's gonna hear anything. It's just like. Eee. Yeah, our our editor Fred there is. Uh, Fred, my he's bad. smiling on the outside. <laughs> He's smiling on the outside, but inside he's just like... He's like, this beep! Just kidding. <laughs> okay. A nickname. Oh, damn. Okay, do I want to go there with it? Why not, right? Yeah, why not? So my tia, the same one that would call people Leva, she would call me Annie... P Annie <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yep. Y'all know yeah. who he is, right? Yeah. Bleep. Just kidding. Yeah. It's, it's just gonna it's just gonna be Annie. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It, it rhymes with her name. Okay. We'll just give it was you cute. that. Yeah, but the chiquilla she was calling me that. So when I like got it like was a teenager, she'd be like, Annie, Annie. And I was leaving like a dance rehearsal and everybody was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something something you're horrible at. Something I'm horrible at. This is so hard. I'm so good at so many things. But, uh, <laughs> cleaning. Cleaning. I, I'm so messy. I'm so unorganized. I'm really bad at it. I mean, clearly, I scheduled y'all for five, and then I was like, psych, just kidding. Can we change it to 12? Like, that, like I'm super unorganized. We're going to get better, though. 2021. Uh, New beginnings. New beginnings. Best song to play... At a kickback party. Frontin' by Pharrell and Jay-Z. Mm. Gets them all the time. In my head, I think I'm a DJ. I'm a hustler, baby. I just want you to know. Oh, no. that's I just want to let you know. It's the wrong one, but I still went with it. I but was it's like, it's okay. It's still Jay-Z and, like, and, 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 and Pharrell, though. <laughs> <laughs> I was just frontin'. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. We got you. You, you know, worked on the radio, whatever. <laughs> 
I should I should I should have I gotten that one. I know off that's the sad. Low key your job for the longest time. Yeah. <laughs> Making me look bad over here. Can we edit that out? Uh best singer of all time, Annie. Ooh, best singer of all time. This is so hard. Damn, because I love vocalists. Okay, right now, low-key, my top pick, Jasmine Sullivan. Do you know who that is? Yeah, of course. Ooh, of course. Are you kidding now you're, me? You're questioning my music knowledge now. Now I am because <laughs> you sang the wrong song. Now, do you know who Jasmine Sullivan is? Are you, are you sure? Okay. Oof, God. She's she's very talented. Vocalist, yes. ridiculous. Can do acrobatics like no other, but even just in her tone, you're like, I could just hear you sing straight. You don't need to do anything. Since we went there, who's the best rapper of all time? Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Mm. Okay. I love conscious rap. I, I love, I still really love Most Def. No one does it for me like him. Or what is that? What does he go now, now by? Yos- uh, you, you, Yosef. 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 Yeah. Yosef something. I don't know. But I missed most F. I was watching Old Chappelle. Mm. Mm. Close to the money, the just the streets. I'm like, you better daddy. Get it. <laughs> Love him. <laughs> Chance the Rapper also does it for me really nicely. I like J. Cole. There's so many. I just love a good lyricist, you know? Someone that's talking about, like, the good stuff. Whose work do you think you've owned more of when it comes to, like, hip-hop? When it comes to hip-hop, whose work do I think I have the most of? I mean, you know, we, we, we stream now, but, like, let's take it back to when we were, you were buying CDs. And- when I was buying CDs? <laughs> I used to listen to a lot of 50 Cent. 50? Hey! <laughs> I really did. Like Many I, men. <laughs> I had to redeem myself. I had to sing something. I know. It's okay. You got it, Papa. <laughs> and you know what? Yes. I support you, and it's Thank okay. You. Okay Thank to you. cry. <laughs> Thank you, Annie. It's been a pleasure. Aww. Thank you so much, oh, honestly, yeah. for coming. Um, I enjoyed every minute of it. You are welcome here at Hubwave and at Mondo of Friends anytime. Oh, thank you. I appreciate um, that. Make sure you follow Annie. Annie, where could they, they follow you? You guys can follow me at Annie Gonzalez, A-N-N-I-E-G-G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-Z on Instagram. There it is. Annie Gonzalez, go watch Hentified. Season two coming very soon. And when her feature film comes out very soon, go and see her then. We're going to put it out in the universe. I'll be back here talking to you. Yes, let's do it. Annie, Mondo Fresco, and you're watching and listening to Mondo and Friends presented by Verizon.